Welcome to the Crown of My Cheesecake podcast. I am Danielle, your host here, and I truly am grateful that you would take a few moments out of your day to listen to me. You know, a few weeks ago, I tried to record a two-part episode for you because uh, I I missed a week. Things were busy and that kind of thing. I missed a week and I'm like, oh, let me just shoot out a two-part episode for you. And for some reason, my computer decided to not work properly. So you see, the problem is um, I tend to run a computer that's 10 years old. Totally cool because it's a Mac and I'm totally going to plug a Mac and always buy Mac. Um, But I usually run my computer with a ton of tabs open on multiple um, internet browsers and then multiple files are always open at the bottom of my computer. So basically my computer is at pushed max, um, max capacity at like all times. (laughs) And my husband and one of my assistants absolutely hates it. Anyway, but when I graduated from the Nutritional Therapy Association, I was able to close most of those tabs and got rid of almost all of those files. Like I literally had what, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, four, I only have 16 tabs open at the bottom of my computer. That's a big deal for me. Um, and you can actually see the squares. Like you can actually see what program or what kind of file they are before they were so little you could not see them. Anyway, I decided to close out those tabs and most of those files. And that was supposed to be a great thing to like kind of take care of my computer. But my computer decided to not work properly when recording podcasts. So here is my attempt to get that fixed and move on and create more content for you. So I'm sorry that I've been a few weeks behind, but it's been a technical issue on my side and probably my fault, honestly. But next, I'd like to share with you some of the few exciting updates to CIMC. My website is updated, y'all. If you have been to my website before, um, before the end of July, I have done that all by myself and it looks like I've done it all by myself. But if you haven't been to my website since, um, since July 20th, please go check it out. It's just cryinginmycheesecake.com. And the website was professionally done by Brandt Creative Co. They're the same people that rebranded me earlier this year. I think most of you remember that or I mentioned that earlier. But you'll see that now my, this is pertinent to you, that my podcast page now allows me to actually put in more details and share more information with you there. Um, Eventually, I don't know how quite to do it yet. I still have to learn it. But And then there will eventually be full transcriptions for you, especially for those people who just prefer to um, either read it or watch as I speak. So can you imagine like you're talking into this microphone or I'm talking in this microphone, I'm in my basement closet for the acoustics and things. And this machine is supposed to pick up my words and understand my Midwest, I guess, accent um, and figure out what I'm saying. So I guess it gets better with time and so forth. So that is coming for you. If you scroll on my website through the services page, you will see now that I offer three distinctly different services. Something called the Complete Lifestyle Wellness Package is all about body composition goals. So if you want to drop a, if you want the scales to move, if you want to fit in a certain size pants, or if you just, your doctor's like, you need to get 20 pounds off so we can get you off this medicine or to prevent you from getting on medicine, that is your package. Um, I have another package called Foundational Holistic Wellness. And then that package all about reducing symptoms that make life frustrating. So think high blood pressure, think cholesterol, mineral imbalances, blood sugar dysregulation issues, PMS symptoms, constipation, reflux, anything that is just like, oh, this is happening again. Those things that is for the foundational holistic wellness package. And then coming October 1st is this package called the inner circle. And this is a great option for those people that want some nutrition support 
in a focused group format. So it'll be a lot of mental work, a lot of mental health aspect, creating healthy habits of healthy people in that group. And you do have an assigned mentor and things like that to help you with more um, individual stuff, but it's very much group oriented and that kind of thing. So those are three options that I have the complete lifestyle package, holistic wellness, the foundational holistic wellness, and then the inner circle is coming October 1st of 2021. So on with that, I've also got a new service um, where you can get monthly recipe packs designed and delivered every month in my private VIP space. This is a great option for those who cannot afford the one-to-one support or those who just need to get back on track or those who want to learn how to eat or cook Uh, whole foods based meals. Um, And even for those that already know what they need, and they just need some help uh, meal planning, uh, meal like with recipes and shopping lists and all of that, because life's gotten busy. Think about like when the last time you were on vacation, the last thing you want to do is go to the grocery store, like, but you want home cooked food. So that could be an option for there for that uh, for that situation as well. But there's also an add on option. Let's just say that you are working with a nutrition counselor, or you are on um a diet with your doctors or you are with a nutritionist or someone that is like licensed by your state or maybe you've had bariatric surgery and your doctor's given you a specific uh, uh, protocol to follow or um, maybe you uh, just just want help and you're following your own macros or your own nutrition stuff that you found online. I can help customize a recipe pack just for your specific needs that you have for you as well. So that is an option as well. How freaking fun is all of that? I'm so excited that I can start um, scaling services for people with what they actually need and meeting them where they are financially, um, where they are in their health. And, you know, maybe that people have lost a bunch of weight and then now they're like, oh my gosh, my period cramps are miserable or terrible. Or, oh my gosh, my blood sugar is not regulated like I thought it would be. Or, you know, things like that. I'm able, to, I'm starting to be able to scale because of you guys um, that help me out with buying me a virtual cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash CIMC. That kind of stuff helps me to put more money and time into these things of meeting people where they are. Because basically, you're fueling me with coffee and caffeine to get it all done. So I think that's all the announcements. But honestly, these announcements lead me to the topic today. And I titled this episode, I don't socialize well with others, because this has been something on my mind, I would say probably since May, maybe. Um, I don't think I've ever socialized well with others. Uh, I can socialize. I can be a social butterfly if I need to be, but I'm exhausted afterwards. It's almost more exhaustion than hiking the 10.3 miles I did the other day on Friday. And I remember being called. So like I've never been that social uh, butterfly before. Again, I don't mind being social. I don't mind talking to people and I don't mind being around people, but I have a threshold. And I was thinking about it today too. I'm just like, you know, I don't think I've ever been super social. I, as a child, was called sober suds because I didn't smile a lot when I was in public. I was very serious. And really, I still am, for the most part, very serious type of a person. I I want to be doing and make the time that I have on this earth very productive. And for me, I don't think that I'm productive when I'm around people. Like, I feel like it holds me back. And maybe that's something like, obviously, I'm using this podcast episode to kind of flesh through this. But I do feel like sometimes I'm held back or when I'm with people, they pull from me. 
not intentionally, not in mean way, or, you know, not in negative ways for them. And it's not like it's a negative situation always, but I don't feel like I'm being poured into most often. And I kind of wonder um, if this is why my mom started making fun of me some because, and I mean, in good nature, making fun, like teasing was to get, was it maybe to get me to lighten up? I don't know. I do know that I appreciate when I'm around people who get me, who get me to relax and lighten up though. They understand my serious side, but also know how to make me laugh and relax, which is honestly one of the best characteristics of my husband is that he leaves me alone, do my serious stuff. But then he has the impeccable timing of just saying, of just throwing in a little joke or bringing me back down to reality or, you know, things like that to, and just makes me laugh. So I just thought I would go through some of my don'ts that I realized as I was journaling is that I don't do girls nights. I moved to Southwest Ohio three years ago and someone was surprised when she, she was inviting me to go do things. And um, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't have time to do that. I don't. And this was before I realized I could just simply say, I don't want to, or or just no is enough instead of saying, well, I don't have time, which is a lie. I I would have time if I wanted to do it, but I don't do girls nights because I don't want to. I don't do nail salons except when I had to, when my hand was messed up, but I don't, I feel like sitting in a nail salon for me, I'm not judging anybody else, but for me, I feel like it's a waste of my time. Like how much could I have gotten done in that hour or two hours that I was there? I don't do wine culture because usually wine culture comes with this idea of gossip and um, uh, ragging on the kids and ragging on the husband and ragging on life. I don't need that. Like I enjoy my husband. I enjoy my life. And if you're not enjoying your life, I'm just going to say you can make that choice to figure that out. Um, I don't do concerts much. I moving to Southwest Ohio, there's a lot of concerts and outdoor concerts that are reasonably priced. They're not ridiculously expensive or things like that. But I don't do that. But what I do, um, I do like Broadway. I love Broadway shows. So I will make time to do those, especially when a show I really want to see comes into town. I don't stay in places with lots of people very long. And I think I touched on that. Um, I just get overwhelmed by the sounds and the people and feeling like I always have to be on guard watching for that one person in the crowd that may be a bad guy for lack of better terms, but maybe a bad guy or just always having to be on and aware instead of what the task is at hand. I don't invite people to my house often, not necessarily because it's not perfectly clean, which it's not ever perfectly put together. Um, If you come to my house, it will be clean. It will not be perfectly put together though. Um, But I don't invite people to my house often because most of the time the people I want to be with are already here. I don't shop with others. There was um, a time in when I lived in Indianapolis that I actually had someone upset with me that I didn't invite her to go to Costco with me. At the time I had three little ones. Um, They were all in car seats and I'm like, I don't ever think about shopping with others other than my the people underneath my roof and my cousin, honestly. Like I don't, especially if it's an errand. Like if I'm going to go on an errand, let me get in and get out and move on. Like I'm not that kind of person that sits and browses. Um, Again, this is all about me. I'm doing this reflection. If you are someone that, that browses every aisle of Target because you can and you want to, that's totally on you. But I don't, like I'm just saying, I just shop. I don't shop with others and I don't enjoy it. Um, I don't most of the time want to go and do things with others. The people I want to do things with are under my roof or will be under my roof when it's planned. So with that said, are you still with me? 
Have you just created a judgment about me in your head? Have I just pushed you away? Made you evaluate yourself? Made you feel a certain way? The people I do life with the most are under my roof. My husband and my children. And my cousin. My cousin lived in Tahoe for the last few years and she just moved about two hours away from me. So we plan, we used to plan when she was gone, we would plan things to do at least two times a year. And that's it. Our relationship was maintained by telephone calls and text messages. And yet she is probably someone that I talk to every single day. My closest friend in Indianapolis, when I lived in Indianapolis, we only saw each other at church. But otherwise, our relationship was maintained through text and phone calls. People used to chalk it up to the stage of life I'm in, this, this idea that I'm not social. People used to chalk it up to just, oh, you're a mom, a busy mom with you know three kids, and you're homeschooling them, and you have a husband who works a lot, and you're running a full-time business. Well, that is absolutely true. That is very true. And I'm going to expand upon that in just a minute. But I just nod and agree with them because it's too much to explain. No, I just don't like hanging out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this makes me sound terrible. I don't like hanging out. And yes, my life is busy and I love every minute of my life. But right now my priorities don't match like hanging out with people and socializing in. And what I mean, so I'll get in this more deeper uh, in just a few, but I don't mean not being around people and not doing life with people. I simply mean like, I don't socialize well with others by hanging out and doing like random things with. Now, I do get away two times a year or so without anyone, like completely alone. And but then I get homesick and I have a threshold of four days before I have to be home. And growing up, I didn't have a curfew until I met my husband. Um, And I understand why, because he was 25 and I was 18. But I didn't have a curfew because I'd be home after whatever sports practice, doing my homework and go to bed before nine o'clock at night, most nights. On the weekends, I'd be home and in bed, showered by 10 p.m. Interesting, is it? And then I wonder, why do people need to socialize? Why can't people be alone? Why do people prefer, or why don't people prefer to be alone? And I know that there's this, you know, issue of isolation and loneliness and all of that. And I'm not going there today. I want to acknowledge that. I just want you to know that I'm I'm going through like this reflection. This is like me processing and understanding why I am okay being alone and why I am okay not being a super social butterfly, having something on the calendar every single day of the week, that kind of thing, and being with tons of people. But why do people need to socialize? One, people need to socialize just because that's we were meant to do life together. But these things of why people can't be alone... And why do people or why don't people prefer to be alone? So as I'm like reflecting on this in my line of business, I hear a lot of people's deep, dark thoughts and issues. And they're very vulnerable with me. Some people I thought I knew, but I didn't know. Many of them were never secure from early on in life. Many of them. And now think about my clientele, my current clientele. Most of them have struggled with obesity or obesity related diseases. Many of them have never been secure since early on in life. Secure meaning that they were not taught to have confidence and independence and just safe, just feeling safe. When we're confident, we're able to be independent. When we're independent, we are safe with ourselves. And I was taught to be from a young girl to be confident. You know, and as I continue with that... I start thinking about as kids, we're taught to fear our parents and not a fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of my parents because that's not healthy, but a fear of respect. 
respecting my parents. And boy, did I. I learned respect and honor and courage and all the things as a child. And I think that we understand to surrender our will to our parents' will as a child so that when we become of age of accountability to God, we understand the beginnings of surrendering our will for his will. So instead of our parents' will, we move under God's will. When our will is surrendered to God, we can be confident because he will not allow us to fail. And if something bad does happen, he's going to use that for his glory and his good. We seek him and we get to know him. If I'm not confident, it is not. It is usually due to my being pulled away in distracting ways. So remember, Satan is there to always pull you aside and distract you and make things seem enticing or similar to God's will, but actually very, very much the opposite. That is when I reach out to one of my friends or one of my friends who will always give me the advice I need who always speak into me and has permission to speak into me. So whenever I'm feeling pulled or weak or um, whatever, I'm always reaching out to that one person. The one person that I know will give me the right advice that I need that will always point me to what God's will probably is. And if you don't know what God's will is, open that holy Bible. It's there. Independence. Independence is not just that I can do it all by myself without anyone ever. That's not what I'm getting at with independence. Independence is the ability to live your daily life without needing a crutch or someone to do the tasks we should be doing on our own. I liken it to the physical independence as we age. I work out in a modality that's called functional fitness. All this is, is repeating movements with weights or without weights that mimic similar movements I do throughout the day. For example, a movement called the push press. This is When I do this in my workout, it is me practicing putting something heavy on the shelf above my head. Burpees. I know you've probably heard of burpees. Burpees are like the most miserable thing in the world until you realize the purpose behind it. Burpees are a practice of how you get down on the floor, reach under something to fetch a lost item, and then get back up without hurting myself or hurting yourself either. Deadlifts. Probably my all-time favorite movement. Like if I could do two things... If I can do one lifting thing and one like cardio thing the rest of my life, it would be deadlifts and running. Deadlifts, these are simply you practicing or me practicing, picking something up from the ground and putting it back down without hurting ourselves. Okay. Independence is being equipped to do the life safely, to do life safely and efficiently without the need for help or someone there every step of the way. I strive for independence physically financially, in my spiritual growth, because I'm not guaranteed a husband to provide for me forever. I'm not guaranteed children under my roof forever. I have two sons, yes, but they aren't going to be there for me for my every need because they are to leave and cleave to their own wife and children. They are not my husband. I don't expect my boys to come on demand to help me. That is not their job. Their job, if I have raised them right, is to leave and serve their wife and their children well. I am not anyone else's responsibility, but my own. Independence is a skill to be practiced because we are not guaranteed anyone or anything to be there other than Jesus. I'm going to say that one more time. My sons do not get to be at my beck and call because they are not my husband. And my husband is not Jesus. I am not guaranteed that he will be there every moment that I need it. So thus, I need to learn the skill of independence. Safety. When we are confident because, we are surrender- because we've surrendered our will to Jesus, we can practice independence knowing in- that 
Jesus is all we are guaranteed in life. And there is safety in these two things, right? I would be remiss to say that that we don't need to do life with people because that is false. It is scriptural that we need to do life with one another and with other believers and people, or, and we need to be around other people and be the, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm simply saying our lifeblood should not come from social settings. It should come from Jesus, period. I'd also say be careful and be very careful about your social life. It can easily take the place of Jesus's word and distract us from his will. We are most like the five people that we allow ourselves to be in contact with the most. So I would say take a look at the five people that you talk to. I don't care if it's in person or if it is on the phone, by text, whatever it is. You are the sum and most similar to those five people. Are those people who you want to be? If not, then maybe it's time to start distancing yourself some. I also want to be very clear on this because you don't all know my heart. You don't all know where I'm coming from. I feel like I have to give some kind of directive or announcement that these are my perspectives. I don't socialize well with others because I don't like to and I honestly don't want to in this moment. Maybe tomorrow I want it, but not right now. By not having an active social life, though, I get to focus on my relationship with Jesus, my marriage, my kids, the adventures I take with my cousin, and my business. I also get to focus on my physical fitness, the outdoor activities that I love, and learn the next things I want to learn. These are the things that give me the utmost joy and make life worth living for me. And I want you to think about that. All those things that I said I get to focus on, those are my priorities. So now I ask you, what actually gives you the utmost joy in life? Are you doing it? Are you going through life or are you actually creating deep and lasting relationships with the people and Jesus that matter in your life? Are you filling your social calendar because you're afraid to be alone? I'd encourage you to dig into that, into that discomfort and see what's really lying underneath. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, you can buy me a virtual cup of coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash CIMC. I really do use it to buy coffee. Also, if this podcast has been, this podcast as a whole, or even this episode has been an encouragement to you, please rate the podcast at five stars if you're on Apple products. You can even leave a written review, and I would really appreciate that. If you are on another platform, please screenshot or share on social media that and tag me at Crying in My Cheesecake. By doing this, either of these things, you help me get this podcast more widely recognized so more people can find us. <laughs>